millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Hello from the Internet. Back at our regular recording time. I'm so excited. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. I don't know, cross up between Johnny Most and the movie guy. I'm, oh, I, well, I whatever, whatever it was, it was a huge curveball that led to the, the, the <laughs> podcast worthy couple of seconds of silence that uh, <laughs> I was muted to be pre- presumably will be edited out. But just the look on the look on your two faces was just like, we have no idea what to do with this one. <laughs> yeah, it was very different. <laughs> God, he did a weird voice for his Hello Beautiful Babies. That was you know? at the point you know it. It it's, was very, it's a very different weird voice. Well, yeah, yes. so that's, I mean, this is this is going to be my demo reel for when I uh, become a professional voice actor demo that I don't reel. have to do this shit for peanuts anymore. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> I mean, I love our listeners. <laughs> please, please I'll this because I love you all. Please give us money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. So, of course, yeah. the world blew up while me and Elle were on vacation. And I, I hear you guys covered it in depth, but we were... Don't worry, listeners. We were having quite the chuckle at it. Uh, just like, well, it'd be a real oh yeah, the the, the, the upcoming repeal of Roe v. Roe v. Wade was real gut buster. Yeah, <laughs> we were laughing at the stripping of human rights from women. 
I think uh, I think more so we were laughing at the fact where it was just like, yeah, of course, the one week where we literally cannot record the podcast. They just <laughs> that's that's what we were doing, what they were doing behind closed doors. I like to think the leaker is a fan. It was just like, oh, I need to get this out. I need to hopefully get this out before they get to vacation so they can record something about it. Oh, dogs, I missed it. Oh, beans. <laughs> Uh, what is actually very funny is that uh, a lot of QAnon and right-wing uh, lunatics are claiming that the leak of this opinion was actually done to try to blot out the devastating impact of Zinesh D'Souza's movie, 2000 Mules. That the 2000 Mules uh, movie proves the 2020 election was stolen in contravertible evidence, proof on top of proof on top of evidence on top of <laughs> evidence, and that the, some evil lib in like the in that was clerking for one of the evil liberals on SCOTUS saw knew that Two Thousand Mules was was premiering that day and was like, "Holy shit! I've got to cha- <laughs> I've got to change the conversation. I've got to switch things to some other topic. So I'm going to leak this historic repeal of women's rights." in an effort to make sure not, not enough people watch the Sousa's movie. That's that's what I got to do. And uh, Kerry Lake, who is the Trump-endorsed uh, frontrunner in the Republican primary field for governor of Arizona, actually said this in an interview on TV where she was like... Sounds right. Yeah, the interviewer was like, "So, Carrie, what's your what's your opinions about this leak thing?" And you could just tell the guy was like, "Talk about abortion, talk about the sanctity of life, talking about saving all the babies, do that." And she was like, "You know, Bob, I think they leaked this in order to keep people from seeing two thousand mules. That's what I think." And and you could just see the interviewer just sort of like nervously fidgeting and being like, "That that that was that was not on the script." I mean, to be fair, it worked. I don't know what this is, and I haven't seen it. So, but and I won't see it. So, (laughs) so bully on the Supreme Court for getting it done. (laughs) Yeah, they they, they had a plan and they executed on it perfectly, absolutely. Although, because everyone's goal in life is to find someone who looks at them the way that Mike Raines looks at Two Thousand Mules, uh, it turns out that we are going to be doing a bonus content series on it. Uh, so this seems like the like as good a time uh, to bring that up as ever. So, so Mike Raines, what's at the pipeline for our, our Two Thousand Mules discussion? Uh, basically, we're gonna go over this incredibly flimsy, shitty movie. And see if QAnon's right, that this is actual 100% concrete evidence that the 2020 election was stolen. And instead of taking that evidence and, you know, giving it to district attorneys or law enforcement, they made a for-profit movie of it. Oh, yeah. Duh, gotta. Uh, Trump came out in support of the movie. Trump was just like, I saw the movie. It was incredible. Absolutely. 100% confirmed everything I ever thought. 2020 rigged. Like hashtag 2000 mules, all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, this is something that is getting play from like the lowest levels of like QAnon schmuckos to again, elected people running for office and the former president. So they're all up in arms over this shit. Oh, right Dinesh now. D'Souza made this. Okay. Yep. 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 Dinesh, our boy, uh, he, he got in there I'm and looking uh, at its IMDb page. Top yep. cast Joe Biden as self. I love that. It makes me laugh so much when I read Archive that. Archive footage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm about 15 minutes into the movie because the the start of the movie has so much of a gish gallop in it that the note taking is extensive. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And uh, so far, 15 minutes in, I'm not pilled. 
I'm just gonna spoiler alert for everybody. Not pilled yet. But so, maybe, if maybe... I can recall correctly, uh, Derek, our, our pre, like our pre-recording meeting, uh, you had mentioned that you wanted to do a series on this thing, and in order to try to try to hook them like so much, Joe Camel. Uh, you you were talking about giving away the first one. Is that correct? And that the rest of it will be locked behind our mighty our mighty Patreon paywall. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. That is the plan. Uh, we are going to give you the first uh, episode of whatever we end up calling our 2000 mules uh, bonus content, which uh, my autocorrect made into 2000 miles on the uh, hell world. Uh, and, and I would walk 2000 mules. Yes. <laughs> we may walk. See, you know, miles. like, so uh, I saw that I saw that Mr. Reigns solicited uh, for uh, series names from our audience, and I, I like that we got some engagement on that. And please feel free uh, to keep engaging with that. Although I will say, because uh, I am me, I have already thought of one uh, that uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I love you, beautiful babies, but I feel like mine is better than all of yours so far. <laughs> and I feel like it's not because I'm a genius. I just feel like. Everyone has been too like like the the two thousand miles thing the the fact that like miles and mules are close like I get it but uh you know I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just gonna give this one to you for free babies if anybody wants to engage give us a little Twitter engagement I'm just gonna say the word mule that rhymes with the word yule that's all I'm gonna say you do you do that information what you want uh but I I have one in mind. So uh, we will see what that series will be called. But yeah, at some point, I guess we're going to have to listen to clips of this fucking nonsense and uh, do that as a bonus content series, which is exciting. I do love, I, I do I love this ex- QAnon media. I am as excited as I can be about this nonsense. Uh, so. So yeah, if you're listening to this now, get ready for that. And, uh, and yeah, if uh, if you miss it, you'll be sorry. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's time for us to transition uh, to our, our juiciest, meatiest, newest, most exciting, hot news segment of the show, our amuse-bouche for the week. Yeah. Time, to, time, to get our, time to get our appetites uh, like wet with the, the tiny ingesting of small news bites for the week. Um, and what, and what, gets, uh, what gets anybody wet more than Alex Jones? Uh, so I, I don't know what we're discussing here because whenever whenever anybody opens their mouth and the word Alex Jones comes out, the rest of it just becomes that static electricity sound from <laughs> tube TVs that uh, kids these days have no idea what I'm discussing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, YouTube television static. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So in my notes here, I just said Alex Jones said or did something. So, <laughs> so what, what did Alex Jones say or do this week, Mike? Uh, so what happened was, is Alex was asked by a caller very politely, uh, Alex, uh, a long way back, you said you were going to tell us who Q was. Um, I may have dipped out a week, that week. I may have not been following the show as religiously as I needed to. Did you ever out who Q was? And Alex felt incredibly attacked because he had built up this thing. He had done this like week-long thing where he's like, I'm going to give Q and the people behind it a week to reveal themselves. And if they don't do it, I'm going to come into the studio on Monday and I'm just going to blow, I'm going to blow the whistle. I'm going to call him out. And Monday came and went and he never did it. He never even brought it up, never addressed it. So he just like had built up this big payoff and then didn't deliver. So when this guy reminded him of that, he lost his shit and started going on this whole tirade about how Q destroyed America QAnon idiots were the people that in, basically 
Alex's version of one six is Antifa like was the lead attack. Like they were the people like breaking down the doors and stuff like that. But like when they needed like one or two more punches to like shatter a window or to fully break a door down, they would get out of the way and let QAnon idiots finish the job and then let the QAnon idiots rush into the Capitol. And it was because these QAnon people didn't see they were being duped by Antifa and the deep state. They made all Republicans and all right wing uh, conservatives look bad for being, quote unquote, the attackers on one. So wait, so his contention is that the the QAnon people there uh, weren't there to do a riot. They were just stupid. They were just stupid. They were just stupid and easily tricked. They were easily tricked by like. Antifa showed up and they created the perforation, but then they duped QAnon into going in there and ripping that paper towel off. Yes. Right, exactly, exactly. That- That's a very stupid defense. It, <laughs> whenever somebody's defense is, yawn, my client is not not evil, just very stupid. It's like, no. <laughs> Stu- being stupid is not a defense for crime. Like, it never has been, and it never will be. Because if you open the Pandora's box of just letting people get away with crimes because they were stupid and or got tricked, then no one... It's the greatest defense in the history of mankind. (laughs) Your Honor, sure, my client murdered all those nurses or whatever, but he's not a serial killer. He's just really dumb. He's just so dumb. (laughs) But come on. Come on. There is a barrier in our legal system, like... Like, you know, th- there's a bar that has to be cleared or I guess limboed under for you to be decreed too stupid to pay for your crimes. And when that happens, you could put it into a special facility because you need special help because you were like actually like deficient mentally in some way or, you know, so at the very least disabled me- mentally in some way. Although I'd, I'd wager that I, 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 don't, I shouldn't feel too bad about calling somebody deficient if, if they're a serial killer because they're mentally challenged in some horrifying way. But yeah, it's just like you can't go. Yeah, they, they weren't bad people. They're just really dumb. So they did a bunch of writing and criming. That's not how that works, <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. So that was his big defense on 1-6 and why he wasn't at fault, even though he literally organized the march was there with his bullhorn yelling and all the rest of it. Uh, but then his other weird thing about Q is he would, he basically said that Q was uh, inspired and influenced by him and WikiLeaks and the Podesta emails. So he went right back into Pizzagate and saying Pizzagate was legitimate. And then he made this very, he makes this very weird claim that, uh, like the Q was a thing that was being done inside the White House. And he says the phrase right after Trump got elected, even though the first Q drop was in October of 2017. So Trump had been in office almost a year at that point. It wasn't like Trump got his ass in the chair. And on January 21st, he was telling people to start making Q drops. So like uh, he says this, and then he also says that for the first month, Q was legitimate, that Q was actually giving real intel from the White House (laughs) to the public. You know, when he was on 4chan. Right, exactly. When he was on 4chan. Like and, well, I mean, like that that was when his predictions were the most accurate. And they were just he was like, Yo, Hillary Clinton's passport is BC'd, she's gonna boom, be boom, boom. arrested. She's gonna be arrested like tomorrow or whatever. And then when yeah. she wasn't, it was because of something, something, the deep state, something. <laughs> arrested within three days. 
yeah, she her passport was being flagged. The next the next Q drop said that she was detained by law enforcement. Not arrested yet, but that was coming. And um, like that again, that first month is that is the big buildup to the November fourth payoff that never happens. I mean, it says that Podesta and Huma are going to be indicted in early uh, November. Uma. I forgot all about Huma. Yeah, all like, the follow, all the follow Huma shit. Um, the uh, like all the martial law, the national guard being activated to protect several major cities. All of the like the Alice in and Wonderland shit. Like Alex is claiming all of that stuff is legitimate. Um, the the tweet where we're supposed to go to Twitter and see Trump saying, "My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us." Like, like that that was the hard hitting, legitimate stuff from Q. But then after Q got on eight eight Chan, then it was fake. After that was when Q turned uh, into uh, a lying deep state psyop to manipulate. That was, that was when Q sold out, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's when Q went pop. I mean, it was just like uh, you, uh, I, I, want, I had to go back to make sure. Uh, Alex is saying that uh, Q drop forty three, which was the Q drop where Q said we were getting an additional version of nine one one to call to rat out uh, the deep state because we were patriots. We were going to get Q one one. Like that was legitimate. Alex Jones is telling us that Q one one was real and was going to happen one hundred percent. That was bonafide yeah. White House intelligence that you, the listeners, were getting from going to Four Chan. Alex Jones absolutely did not know what Q drop he was talking about. Alex Jones has no fucking idea what's in a single Q drop. He has no idea what yeah. the first month of Q and on was so, like. <laughs> if you asked him about any of this, his eyes would glaze over and he'd start screaming about globalists because he would just have no no earthly idea. He would just be completely gone. So yeah, I love that like that's like something that he was like really big on trying to have this like line of demarcation. And it's like, no, guess what? Q was bullshit the whole fucking way. It always was. I mean <laughs> <laughs> It was always bullshit. Man, right. Astronaut behind another astronaut with a gun. It always was. <laughs> exactly. Wait <laughs> and now imagining Alex Jones Alex Jones' head on the first astronaut and then like me or Travis View or someone else's head on the second astronaut saying it always was. Oh my God, Mike, I'm so sorry that you're imagining Alex Jones. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Speaking uh, of imagining dumb weirdos, uh, you guys hit me that uh, Ron Watkins for Easter was out looking for uh, ballot box cameras. What what is this? It wasn't on Easter. I, I was just like an Easter egg thing. I'm explaining the joke, making it less funny by the second. What was going on with Ron Watkins? Uh, so Ron Watkins decided that um, he, inspired by 2,000 mules and their and their tale of uh, ballot drop boxes, Ron went around Arizona and it was just like, ballot drop boxes are bad. But as bad as they are, a, a ballot drop box without a camera on it is worse. So if you are out and about in Arizona and you see a Dropbox, please make sure there's a camera focused on that Dropbox so nothing nefarious happens to right. the Dropbox. Because uh, because you, like a layperson, would be able to like scour a week's worth of footage of people walking towards a Dropbox and dropping off ballots. And you'd be able to tell who the criminals were and who the good people were using that Dropbox. So this kind of uh, 
surveillance is incredibly relevant, super useful, and good. I'm just yeah, picturing somebody sense. somebody sitting in a room and like like an in Arizona someplace, just like fast forwarding through ballot box footage, just like being like, okay, Caucasian, Caucasian, all right, brown person, and then they hit, then they hit play, play black regular speed. Just make sure yeah. nothing, make sure nothing amiss is happening here. Yeah, okay, exactly. Looks like that brown person just dropped off some stuff in that ballot box, but you should probably <laughs> look into that. Mark it down on your notepad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's how this works. Governor, uh, during it, the during the following times, people of non-white skin color were voting on these in these drop boxes. <laughs> My God, non-whites. <laughs> I mean, that is quite, quite the tragedy. Yeah, that's what we're working on. I mean, that's what, again. Um, Imagine how tragic the, it's going to be for Ron Watkins when somebody informs him that he is also not white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, the idea that this is a productive use of your time in any way, shape, or form, it just goes to show the incredible uh, problem solving skills of Ron Watkins and why we need to elect his galaxy brain to Congress <laughs> so he can he can give those well formed ideas to uh, the good people of America. It's just like boy, boy howdy, good old Ron Watkins. Maybe that could be his shitty GI Joe name, Ballot Box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ballot Box Z. That's Ron Watkins <laughs> <laughs> with with camera checking action. He just has a little like he has like a 1990s styled like hand handheld recording camera, and you just and he has like a, a couple like little tools to like fix it to make sure it's like operating smoothly. So he, he just, he's, like, he's got an interchangeable set of hands so that you can ball one up into that little fist and then hit a button on his back and have him do the, the, the weak success fist. <laughs> Your rights will be kept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you got oh, there, Ron Watkins. Yeah. So good. Yes. Uh, so uh, the 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 Bush amusement continues because uh, I see that Nick Fuentes had a meltdown. Uh, yeah. What's what's up with Nick Fuentes' meltdown of the week? Uh, so basically, what happened was is uh, Nick Fuentes. Um, he is the head of the Graper movement and the and America First, and is 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 a neo Nazi and a Holocaust denier and all this kind of fun stuff. That sounds like a terrible river fish. <laughs> is isn't that the name of some terrible fish? A groiper? Am uh, I making that uh, up? Yeah. Or is it a grouper? Uh, grouper. grouper. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So not, not to be confused with groper, but yeah. you know, <laughs> groper also a thing the the Republican Party has got a bunch yeah. of. So yeah. So uh, what happened was. Uh, there was a big to do in his little movement because uh, the, the his inner circle of people they either identify they either basically like to claim they're voluntarily celibate and like they're all into like the whole like w- like women women like weaken the man and making bad and the whole like semen retention weirdo shit and uh, sorry what. Oh, this is a huge like part of like this, of this weirdo uh, men's yeah, rights. Yeah, you, you've never heard culture. that by keeping your precious seed inside of your body, it makes you. Uh, it's like training under one thousand times Earth gravity. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I had no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you would you wouldn't know because all three of us are sexual dynamos, and we're constantly just slinging it around. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that that that's why we're also such weak, timid libs. We we did we didn't voluntarily <laughs> celibatize ourselves to make our. It's just like yeah, I've got eight pack abs, and it's just like oh wow, you look like a Chinese soldier. You must be take you must you must just be taken down, puss, like an alpha <laughs> alpha male Chad. And they're just like no, I would rather die than be inside of a woman. Exactly. Like, 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 like the set. Like the second they had sex with a woman, they just like roll off the top of her, and like they suddenly they have a pot belly and they're balding. It's pretty much how it works. Yeah, their testosterone level just goes to zero. They can barely walk. It's just all over for them. Um, so what happened was, um, shockingly, one of the inner circle I decided to uh, get with a lady. Because that's how guys operate typically when you're a cishet dude. And this led to Nick losing his goddamn mind. And um, he threw the guy out of the group. And on top of this, uh, I don't exactly know like the structure of the situation of like they were like roommates or whatever. But Nick uh, basically invaded the guy's personal space, his couch and his bedroom with a blacklight looking for signs that this guy had nutted and thusly had defiled himself and was no longer a pure griper and could be allowed to be part of the movement. So, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just the absolute, uh, batshit total insanity that that's going through these people's like the hamsters running on the run, the wheel that constitutes their brains. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And then, and and and, uh, and yet, liberals wanting to have like a non-dairy milk alternative for their coffee are are the cucks. Yes. It's like, oh, you fucking, you soft liberals, you want almond milk in your coffee? What a big deal! It's just like, dog, your homeboy's got a black light to check other people's rooms for cum to make yeah. sure that they're not coming. It's like, okay, uh, I, I, you know, am I taking crazy pills? Seems pretty transparent to me which one of our two sides is fucking more fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the other ridiculously hilarious notes about this meltdown was that uh, the person taking notes declared that uh, Fuentes, quote unquote, watches euphoria because apparently euphoria is just so toxic and so horrifying that you can't even po- possibly gaze upon it. So uh, that was a ne- yeah, that was a negative check mark against Nick. On top of that, also, it was by, by the way, he lied about having a half million dollars seized from him, and he's grifting off of his audience and bought a seventy thousand dollar car with their uh, donations and all that kind of good stuff. So, but hey, Nudge yeah. is in that car. I mean, you, yeah, you, you, no, you, you oh, better, no. you better, you better believe that no one's getting sloppy toppy in in the backseat of that whip. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You absolutely what? know it. What is happening? <laughs> uh, Nick Fuentes hates cum. That's what's happening. I mean, yes. it, happened, it happened to the post. Like, no, nobody, nobody tell him that we're all made of cum. Like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, yes, nothing, nothing makes nothing makes the, the the human male body more strong than retaining all of its seed. And it's just like, hey, man, whatever gets you people to stop breeding. I mean, you believe it, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Yeah. For the love of God, don't don't vote because votes are rigged. And don't have children because you need to retain your seed to make you massively, uh, I don't know, Chadley. Yeah, that's yeah. It. whatever that's works for you. Yeah, like, like that 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 drawing of the guy walking around with the with his balls in the wheelbarrow that uh, queued up folks like the pass around meme style. That's because he just doesn't, you know, he never empties them. So of course they're going to get huge and impressive. <laughs> Damn straight. Like, it's like that character at House Party. I can't remember his name. The How's it called, dude? Guy. He oh, just, he uh, just, God he's, damn it. I'll think so, of it. 
He said he's so impressed with the size of his big meaty balls. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of scrotums, I guess uh, last one last little tidbit to touch on during the MT uh, during the Moose Bouche is a uh, MTG news. I guess she got cleared for running for re-election. Yeah, uh, her, her trial did not prove that she she had not been convicted of insurrection, even though she she did a light insurrection. Yeah, I so mean she, the whole trial to see if she was eligible for running again. We discussed this before. Obviously, none of us like her. She sucks, but the whole thing just sort of sort of dubious from the ground up. If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna be having her perjure herself. We should probably be like, there should be criminal action happening when she does yeah. that. And I'm right. just like, hey, here's an opportunity for you to lie. When we ask you these easy questions that you should be able to answer very simply without lying. Uh, and then instead of just being like, well, that was embarrassing, but we don't have anything for real on you. So not only do we have to let you go, but you could run for reelection again. Let's let's not waste our time with that. Next time we yeah. get somebody up on the stage and let them give them a platform to perjure themselves, let's make sure that when they fuck up and do so, we they get arrested or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. and she perjures herself quite a bit. No, no, no more, no more dog and pony show. No. Uh, the one little thing else I'll add to Marjorie, uh, quote unquote, getting away with it, even though that whole thing was really weird, was that after this all happened, uh, she posted. She has turned her avatar on Twitter into her photo is now red with her having the activated eyes, which is again, uh, a QAnon and also, uh, alt-right thing that is uh, known as fash wave, which is a call out to, you know, Nazis and horrible people. So, uh, so she did that and, uh, Catching, uh, surfing the wave that MTG was on, uh, also resident crazy person who's trying to get into Congress, Laura Loomer, uh, also turned her avatar on Gab to the same fash wave, uh, image filter with the red background and the laser eyes. So, uh, which is really awesome because Laura Loomer is proudly Jewish and she's appealing to Nazis, which is a thing. So. Oh, God. I, I said this is the last one, but I, for, I forgot. There was one other thing I just wanted to make fun of. Uh, I mean, bring up and not make fun of. Uh, <laughs> fucking, how about, how, how about Collins calling the cops on some chalk art in front of her fucking house? Oh, yeah. Wow. I again, just saw that. I just again, saw that. I, I want some almond milk in my latte, and I'm fucking, I'm soft and weak, but Collins can't handle some shock art. It wasn't even threatening. It was just like, yo, like we kind of love abortion or we love choice or whatever. Like don't repeal Roe v. Wade. Let us get abortions, please. Like I believe the word please was actually written there. And she, and she was just like, vandals, vandals have vandalized their public property. It's just like, dog, it's shock. You hit, hit it with the hose and it goes away. It's just like, wow, you, I mean, yeah, God. send, send your, your maid out. Cause you definitely have one or your yeah. groundskeeper, have them hose it off. Boom. Bingo, bingo, bongo. It's gone. I can't, right. I can't imagine that we have very many actual conservatives that listen to the podcast, even hate listening to the podcast. But if you happen to be one of them, let me assure you, no amount of firearms in your position in your possession will trick any of us into like not knowing how actually delicate you are. Like the American <laughs> conservative <laughs> is maybe the most delicate creature on the planet. I yeah. held a sugar glider in my hand. So like uh, that's saying a lot. Like putting a sugar glider in your hand, it's like having like an actual living thing that wants you to crush it almost to death. 
And uh, it still seems like it's got a little more a, a little more substance to it than your American conservative. Sugar gliders will literally die of sadness if left unattended. That's how delicate they are. Yeah, Republicans are more delicate than sugar gliders. Yes. Yeah. So somebody, somebody protect, somebody protect uh, Collins from the poor, the poor evil chalk art. Politely asking her to maybe like not do a big fucking anti woman move. Like, hey, <laughs> maybe, like maybe maybe use your power to try to you know like speak out against. No, we can't get that done. Okay. No. Cluster cluster of yep. cells, etc. Okay. Well, yep. rock on. So we're just going to have women die from endoscopic pregnancies, and if we if the doctors save them, then the doctor can be arrested for murder. I mean, that's that's the world we're going down. Like, like I just like that's, that's, the that's world. This is this is how badly religion has grabbed the collective world by its collective balls or other sex organs. Is just like here we are. We have a medical procedure that like essentially eliminates the biggest risk from some dude just pop it off inside of a lady with no protection. And like somehow religion has outweighed the patriarchy in that, in their arithmetic. And they're just like, well, you're killing a baby. And it's just like, actually what I'm doing is just allowing you to have sex without like the repercussion of maybe having a child you don't want. And they're just like, doesn't matter. We don't want that. It's like, wow, really? I thought that you guys would, but I mean, Hey, like if we're learning anything over the past couple of weeks between Fuentes and the Roe v. Wade thing, it's just like conservative men, they just don't really like to have sex with ladies. Sex with ladies seems like a thing that they're not about. It's it's very bizarre. I mean, it's and all they want they want power over women. They don't want to have actual healthy relationships with them. They just want to treat women as property and own them effectively. That's what this is. It's making women broodmares of the state, and it's just like it's just. Really, it's just evil. It, that's all I can describe it as. And uh, I mean, we said I said a lot last week, uh, and I, I felt glad that we I had two uh, women co-hosts that week to talk about this because it's like because it's oh, like it's a, yeah that, that that is a like in terms of you know coincidences that is a great one because uh, <laughs> I, I would certainly I'm sure that some of the listeners are probably just like we just want the we just want the regular band of dudes. Uh, and I get that, and I appreciate that, and I totally get where you're coming from, listening to a billion podcasts. But at the same time, it's probably best for some women to speak on the issue than us. Uh, women speaking on the issue instead of us men is the root of the problem. <laughs> or the, yeah. the lack of women speaking about the issue instead of, I should say, is the root of the problem. So the fact that we got lucky and had a couple of women uh, co-hosts uh, is uh, is a good thing, I guess. Um, yep. And plus, we managed to get a little bit of our licks in. Uh, but the, the the licking is over, and thank God, because our first headline for the week is, spoiler warning, Donald Trump. And I don't want my tongue anywhere near that guy. <laughs> From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. All right. Well, I have this listed in our notes here as Trump dump, and that is because we have uh, several different little tidbits about QAnon's <laughs> God Emperor, the orange man in the sky himself, Donald Trump. Uh, so where do we want to start, Mike? Uh, I think we're just to start off with uh, Trump declaring that he had wanted to uh, shoot missiles into Mexico to target like drug labs or uh, cartel like held areas. And then after these missiles like killed lots of people, as missiles tend to do, when Mexico would like give America a ring on the phone and be like, hey, what the fuck was that? 
America would be like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. We didn't, have, we didn't do it. I have no idea how this happened. I mean, like satellites we'll don't exist. Yeah, we're just gonna. We're, I mean, we're, you, your guess is as good as ours as to how this happened. But for for the moment, we're we're in the dark here. We don't know. We don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, who could say? Who can say? Who can say? I, I love that his idea is, hey, why don't we attack this other country with some missiles? And then when they ask us what the deal is to ignore it and not just like, if you're going to make that move, just be like, hey, we should fire some missiles into Mexico and blow up these drug cartels. And then has somebody be like, Mr. President, like that, that would drive Mexico would be furious. And then his response to that, as like the Donald Trump we know and love, uh, should have probably just been like, who the fuck cares? It's Mexico. I, I would respect that position slightly more. Because it seems slightly less stupid that we'll just deny it. (laughs) (laughs) Denying a missile strike is impossible versus just being like, yeah, we knew what we were doing. Fuck you guys. What are you going to do? Go to war with us? Like, you're in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm saying that I wanted Donald Trump to shoot missiles in a different country. I don't want any of our missiles being pointed at other countries, really, uh, but or, or, or anywhere for that matter. Like it would be great if we didn't need any missiles. But it's just like I do have to admit, if Donald Trump's position on that matter was we should blow up parts of Mexico because what are they going to do about it? I would respect him slightly more for that decision than we should blow up parts of Mexico and then deny it was us. Hey, uh, President Trump, do you know who fired some uh, missiles into our country? We'll never tell. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so after uh, that level of it, horrifying stupidity from our former president, um, he also uh, had asked uh, his, his staff and cabinet if uh, China had attacked us with a hurricane gun. A hurricane gun. And uh, he, he he asked people if it would be possible for America to uh, bomb or attack China in retaliation for these hurricanes that were being launched against America with by China. Guns, yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, they're declaring war on us with the hurricane guns. And since America has fallen behind in the weaponized weather mythology, yeah. we're just going to have to use conventional military forces to attack them with. And, like... So he believes that China has the technology to attack other countries with a weather machine, uh, but not enough to actually move the needle. You know what I mean? It's like last it's like last year or the year before we had a devastating hurricane that like destroyed half of the country or something. So they're just like, yeah, we did it. We invented the weather machine and now we're going to start using it to annoy Americans. Yeah. We're just gonna we're gonna use the, the our hurricane gun to generate hurricanes that are basically on par for the modeling of what a hurricane should do with climate change being a uh, potential booster of the impact of these storms through the weather being the water being warmer and that letting it pick up more speed and energy. But beyond that, it, not really. It just shows how much conspiracy theorists and everything have like rotted the brain of people and like gotten close enough to a former president because. Like, they've thought, like, conspiracy theorists have thought, like, America and HARP and everything has had a hurricane-making technology for a billion to years. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, one, of the, one of the comments on the thread that this came from was was talking about the fact that they were like, oh, I, I it's like the least shocking thing in the world is to know that 
Trump was like a harp idiot. So yeah. Um, I mean, Trump got his start in quote unquote start in politics by being a birther. I mean, that was when suddenly everyone was like, Oh shit. Like this is, this is where it's at. Like this is our boy. So yeah. Um, that all was also uh, Miles Taylor, the guy who wrote the uh, the book A Warning by Anonymous and then revealed himself to be anonymous. Uh, he also said that um, when there was a hurricane coming, they literally had to have this giant discussion with Trump about why hurricanes always spin counterclockwise. And that this was this was like a real thing. That, yeah. Like during. <sighs> yeah, this was a real thing. Yeah a real thing during a cabinet meeting about disaster relief and you have to have like a third graders presentation with the fucking president about the direction that hurricanes spin in. And it's just like, Oh my God. Like really? Like, like it's just, yep. This is it. Like, <laughs> are we doing this again? <laughs> we're doing this again. And, and basically the, the point of his uh, tweet, his tweet string was that the president was a complete idiot. Like that was the actual problem. Not like, not his policies, not his agenda, not everything. No, he's just really dumb. He's just a really dumb child that you have to talk to like a really dumb child. And having that person wielding a ton of power is bad. We should not do that again. Well, on the other hand, it's very good because according to uh, Alex Jones, it just means that they can't possibly commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to that's gonna, gonna be a happen. Eventually... Like, Representatives when, of NATO, our president couldn't have committed this war crime because he is too stupid. The poor guy, he's just a big dumb idiot. He's just a big dumb goof. We don't know how he got into office either, but regardless, you have to acknowledge that his stupidity means that he cannot have committed these crimes. He's a big dumb yeah. dummy who's also dumb. Yeah, it's... And I remember, <laughs> the cabal always has to announce their plans in advance. They, they're required to work on Riddler rules. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. As, uh, Antifa, Antifa was the one who primed the missiles that we pointed at Mexico. Did they trick? <laughs> did they tricked our po- poor dumb idiot Donald Trump into pushing the button? <laughs> yeah, no, Mr. President, who fired these missiles? At us? Lift up this little plastic shield and press this red button real quick, and he's just like, okay. <laughs> and then he does it. And they're just like, nice, got him, tricked him. Antifa wins again. <laughs> They scamper off into the sunset. And, and uh, yeah, like Donald Trump's just like Boss Hog going, ah, those rascally Antifa did it again. Ah, shucks. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Just, uh, oh, uh, wow. The, them, right. crazy, yeah, them crazy Duke boys. Always again, up I mean, I'm sure we've discussed it on, uh, on the podcast many, many times before, but who can remember? But. It's pretty. It's pretty weird when your. It's pretty weird when your position is that the anti-fascists are your greatest enemy. It's just like I don't. I'm not. I'm no mathematician, but I'm assuming that would make you pro-fascist. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm a crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. But <laughs> now, maybe I'm crazy. Uh, hey. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah, Donald, uh, Donald Trump. What a. What a. What a hilarious guy. Uh, oh, what also, he decided. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Uh, he heroically has decided to to, to officially uh, say uh, that he he will not be rejoining Twitter, even even if Elon Musk decides to buy it and says that he can come back because that's a thing that Elon Musk is trying to do and says he will do because he's a fucking clown. Um, but yeah, Donald Trump's just like no. I'm going to, I'm going to stay on truth. And it's just like, well, that would be, 
that would be way more impactful if you had posted on truth more than twice. Uh, one, the, the second time was pretty transparently directly in response to the fact that Elon Musk was trying to buy Twitter and therefore was going to just be like, now anyone on our platform can say the N word or like do a Holocaust denial. No big deal. Do a Holocaust. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and like, you know, you can see a bunch of like conservative idiots who have spent the past like two years doing everything they can to talk shit about Twitter while just like s- sad Wolverine meme, like running their fingers along the picture of Twitter because they desperately want to be on it. So Donald Trump was just like, oh, shit, I better post something to Trump's, to Trump, uh, to, to True Social so that people don't forget about it. And it's just like, I'm still here, post over. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he, he did the hashtag Kofifi in order to rile up the idiots. Yeah, because get the smooth brains going. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, he, oh, uh, on on the Elon Twitter front, it's Forbes or Reuters has the odds of him actually going through with it now at less than 50%. Uh, I don't remember where I saw this. Reuters or Forbes? Forbes? Uh, Forbes. Well, I mean, so, like, in, in the statement he said where he was talking about letting Donald Trump back onto the platform, uh, he, he, was, he was bet hedging. He was like, yeah. he was like yeah, well, if I buy Twitter, like, if I owned Twitter, which I don't, uh and it's just like okay well it's just like you you decided to drum up a, a big a big amount of money uh in, in in order to do that but uh you know maybe cooler heads will prevail and elon musk elon musk is sort of trump-like and he's just like a big dumb baby with like like a weirdly disproportional amount of power and so like again elon musk i can't imagine you're listening to this but if you are dude Put me, uh, put me on your payroll just as, like, guy you run ideas by to see if it makes you look like a complete fucking buffoon. Like, I'm pretty cheap, and I'll be happy to you just be like, hey, I was thinking about tweeting this thing about how much I love NFTs. I'd be like, Elon, NFTs are a scam. Fuck off. And he'd be like, okay, cool. And then he wouldn't post about a board ape, and board ape wouldn't get automatically, like, artificially inflated so that it could crater six months later. Yeah, the, the court gesture, gesture is, like, an important thing that seems to have gone away where you just have someone bouncing around your court, just being like, that's really fucking dumb. And you're not allowed to punish them. And like, Oh, maybe I should listen to that guy. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, the the problem is, is that like, in theory, that person only works if you're inclined to listen to anyone's outside opinion. And when you are the richest person on the planet, I have to imagine that you do in fact have a lot of people trying to steer you correctly and you just know you do not have to listen to them, so you don't. Right. Um, so I propose that when Elon gives me the job, he also gives me a gun. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He's <laughs> just like, hey, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about twitting, I'm thinking about twitting out this, uh, this dumb thing. How does, how does that sound? And then just hears me cock a gun. No, that's, that is a bad idea. And he's just like, okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, be, be cool. <laughs> gun, gun cock noise. I don't think that's a good idea, Elon. Okay, gotcha. Good, good looking out, bro. <laughs> uh, maybe Elon could talk you down to just having a shock collar on him, and when he tries to go for those things, you just hit the button and give him a little zap. Just, no, just, no, just Elon, Elon's a fucking weird science lunatic guy. There's no way that that doesn't turn into a fetish. I'm just going to say it. Like, <laughs> after, after like the sixth or seventh time I talked him off of like tweeting about a board ape or whatever, he like he would he would just start running shitty ideas by me so that I could shock him and he could nut. Someone <laughs> just sold a board ape that originally sold for 330000 for like 15 bucks. I that, think it was 115 but uh, but yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. The percentage is still the same. Oh, well, watching watching the bu- the bubble contract, if not fully burst, on all of this crypto nonsense has been incredible. I mean, Bitcoin's down. Uh, Bitcoin is like down almost ten full percent to uh, like under thirty thousand, which again is still an insane amount of money for a thing that's completely fake. But yeah. the, the the fact that it's like all, all this NFT blockchain like crypto horseshit is starting to is like starting to bottom bottom out at least temporarily uh it just warms it warms the cockles yeah. of my heart i yeah, i don't yeah. even i'm not even super jazzed about the fact that my like you know the the money i use in my day-to-day life is essentially just numbers in a computer now you're trying to tell me that there's a hot new computer number on the market and that i need to get on it nah son i've already got computer numbers that represent <laughs> how valuable i am yeah yeah uh, uh, by the way, uh, Tesla's stock is down over 6% today. It's like now under $750 at the moment. So, Oh shit. Time to, time to snap it up. Let's go. Yeah. It, oh, by the dip. Oh yeah. But also, I mean, it's like the thing, I, I think that this is getting close to the number where people said that if, if it hits, I don't know, maybe 720 or somewhere around there that like he, Elon would actually not have like the, the value, capital, yeah, the no. capital to do this whole buy off Twitter. So, I mean, in, in, like a, in the perfect world, he just decided that he regretted his decision and all the moves he made to try to to try to purchase Twitter because all it did was get you know, let's say like ten to twenty percent of the user base would just be like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to just stop using Twitter base Twitter now. Whether or not they actually would, but it, certainly a lot of people were were grousing about it. Uh, so maybe he's just going to ride it out until his Tesla stock gets low enough where he just gets like a safe out and he can just be like, oh, I guess I'm not buying it after all. So yeah. sorry, guys. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I, mean. yeah. I, I I do hope that's the end of the story because Elon Twitter sounds like the absolute worst. I do not want to pay three bucks a month so I can have Chan bots uh, spamming the n word at me. That is uh, not a great. Oh outcome. yeah, like yeah, and all this all this talk about trying to monetize Twitter. Yeah, best of luck, mate. Like I, I I'm sure that Jack and all the other people at Twitter they they never thought to try to monetize it in some way. <laughs> they didn't they didn't probably pay firms millions upon millions of dollars to look into ways of actually monetizing twitter before they came back and they were just like no one is going to pay to use this that is not how this works (laughs) you know how you monetize it fucking ads you put ads on shit yeah you sponsor that's it Yep. Also, for you, you, the it's you know like Elon insists that it's the it's the digital town square, so it needs to be free speech. Uh yeah, there's no toll for me to get into my town square. I can just go there. 
I can just go to the town square. In fact, anybody can. It's what makes it the town square. So, yeah, a dumb yeah. shit. Anyway, Elon, what a fucking clown. Trump yeah. is a clown. Elon is a clown. Let's see if we can talk about any other clowns this week. Eastman's emails is the next headline. I'm assuming that Eastman is not a clown and is a guy that we love. Uh, you're wrong. He's a clown. Ah, dogs. <laughs> Beans. I, I, I missed. I biffed it again. You clown. Yeah. Yeah, so our boy Eastman, who uh, previous when last we left him, he was the guy that was coming up with a cockamamie idea that um, the vice president could literally just uh, unilaterally hand wave away the results of the election and just decree the president to be whoever the fuck they wanted him to be. Uh, Eastman yeah, because was, in the hierarchy of our government, the vice president holds all the power. Yes, uh, yeah. And I believe Eastman was actually like put on the spot where they were like, so, uh, Mr. Eastman, do you believe that Joe Biden wielded this power in 2016 and that Kamala Harris could wield this power in 2024? He was like, well, not exactly, ellipsis. <laughs> like, exact. So he doesn't really, he doesn't actually believe that the president, the vice president should be a dictator. Before he came to the conclusion that the vice president could, in fact, just do whatever the fuck they wanted when it came to certifying the Electoral College votes, uh, he released an email, he emailed someone and was just like, hey, um, why don't you do these uh, series of things? And the, the gist of it was... Um, that uh, mail-in ballots have a higher level of likely being uh, fraudulent or like defective in some way so that a, uh, a mail-in ballot can be rejected at this percentage point, whereas a ballot that is, uh, is done at, at, the ba- at the polling place in person on the day of the election, those ballots have a, lo- a lower rejection rate. So why don't you just literally go through Biden's and Trump's votes, retabulate them with just a blind rejection rate on both sides? And if you do that, guess what? Trump's number is going to come out bigger than Biden's number. And you just call Trump the winner. Sounds good to me. Should be good yeah. to you. Yeah. So literally just told these states to retabulate the election results in such a way as to make Trump the actual winner of the vote. So, so, so oh. the, 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 the ballot equivalent of Gematria. Yes. <laughs> just, just rearrange it until it makes the thing you want, man. <laughs> That's what Gematria is all about. Sounds right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I, I can't get Jesus is King to, to work out to the number I want. What if I just say Jesus King? Nailed it. Okay, boom. We got there, boys. <laughs> D- D- Trump, T- Trump 2020 and Jesus King. S- same amount of uh, same amount of number or whatever. Fucking so dumb. Uh, the actual terminology he used in the email was that doing this, uh, le- this flim flammery was, quote unquote, perfectly within your authority to do anyways, but now bolstered by the untainted popular vote. That would help provide some cover. So the untainted popular vote that I arrived at via fucking magical thinking and bullshit. Sounds yeah, right. I mean, last time popular vote, but uh, you know, previous to this election, last time popular vote came into the equation, it was when somehow Hillary Clinton lost the election with three million more votes. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> we may oh, never so- know. You you would think you would think that for uh, for people who hate the idea of placating you know the 
like having the majority kowtow to the minority for anything uh republicans just refuse to give up the ghost considering based on the millions of votes that go against them every election cycle it turns out that uh, uh you fucks are in the minority and you have been <laughs> for a while <laughs> You, you you have literally won one popular vote since the year 2000, and that was when you were in the incumbent, and America was out of its fucking mind due to 9-11. That was the one time you barely crossed the bar and won the popular vote. And uh, BT dubs, if like 50,000 votes flipped in Ohio, you would have lost the Electoral College. So it's like... It's, Oh God! It, it's oh, they so would have been—they would have been trying to reform that college immediately. They would have oh been, yeah, they, oh, this electoral yeah. college is not what we want. Yeah, <laughs> I would have—I would have loved to have lived through that hypocrisy of Bush losing the popular vote the first time around, then losing the electoral college the second time around while winning the popular vote, and then somehow just getting two terms because he won one of the two. Just like the Republicans get the ultimate mulligan every fucking time. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We we got we got the fucking <laughs> we got the Supreme Court version of that uh, just a few years later. And uh, look at how that's working out for us. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's oh, fucking, fucking so yeah. sick. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. I love I, I love I love the fact that uh, I love the fact that conservatives managed to fucking hold uh, hold Obama's Supreme Court pick hostage, like for with no repercussions again. Yes, I'm ranting about this again on my platform because it's fucking horse shit. The fact that everybody just rolled over immediately and let it happen is just astonishing to me. Like I've I've never wanted to quote unquote move to Canada more. I was just like, what the fuck? Am I taking crazy pills? How is this legal? <laughs> All of it. Every last bit of that. Every last bit of uh, all of 2016 is actual hell for me. All of it is actual hell. It is just super enraging. So, uh, yeah, we're we're going to pay for that for the next two decades. That's just the way it, that's just the way it works. Um, well, so- I, I mean, not us. We we have the benefit of being straight, cis, gendered white men. Like this shit doesn't like, you know, like yeah. we're, we're on easy mode. But it doesn't mean I have to be fucking happy about it. Like I can go get a a, a, a perfectly a reversible outpatient procedure called a vasectomy. And that, that saves me from ever needing to visit an abortion clinic. Uh, But women, and that remains legal, but women, no, no, none for you. Who who needs women besides the human race? Fuck them. It's God's will to allow you to have a vasectomy. It is, but it is also God's will to deny women any reproductive rights whatsoever. Yes. I'll make that perfectly clear. If man, if anybody takes anything away from this particular episode of our podcast, it's just that the the Republicans hate women on all fronts. They they think having sex with them makes them weak. They want them to exclude, like they want them to have babies without having sex with them. It's an incredibly weird dichotomy. They're just like, I have to reserve my seed to make my body strong and pure. But when it comes to you having a baby inside of you, that shit needs to gestate and come out immediately. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like, well, how are you going to put a baby in there, sir? Do not worry about it. Somehow it will happen, and when it does, no abortion for you. Like you have no choice in the matter. Uh, hush up, little girl. Lots of cats have that name. Just like the Virgin Mary before you, I want you to get pregnant without having sex, and then have the baby, no questions asked. <laughs> that seems perfectly reasonable to me. Absolutely, it's very. Yeah, you, you know, you know what? As somebody who it doesn't affect, I say fuck them. <laughs> no, that is not our actual position. We are we are fucking morally outraged. <laughs> we, yeah. we are just seething with anger. 
Uh, speaking of seething with anger, let's uh, let's briefly uh, before we get to our mailbag, touch up on our, our t- touch up, catch up on our friends over in Russia. Uh, and by friends over Russia, I mean the Ukraine, uh, because nobody in Russia is my friend at the moment. Uh, sorry, I know that Russians. Uh, I know you know Russians are not at war. It's Putin and all that, but uh, there's got to be in war. There's got to be two sides, and Russia is on the wrong one. So. Uh, What's going on in uh, in this week's Russia Roundup, Mike? Uh, well, on the military side, it appears that Russia is, again, shockingly losing more, which is uh, which continues their endless string of defeats over but, and over. But, but over wasn't the day of victory just a few days ago? Uh, yes, uh, Russia's victory day was May 9th, and uh, shocking to a lot of people, uh, Putin didn't like escalate the war in any way. He didn't uh, declare for a general mobilization. He didn't say that the war was actually against NATO and not just Ukraine. He basically hit all the standard talking points about, quote-unquote, denazifying Ukraine and that happy horse shit. Taking back their ancestral Russian lands. Yes. Oh, yeah. All all of the all of the previous uh, talking points for why they were doing what they were doing. That's all he went for, which uh, is seen in most circles as a good thing. And uh, beyond that, um, the big thing that is uh, stuck in the pro Russia group's craw is that uh, Biden managed to uh, whisk another forty billion dollars worth of aid to Ukraine which had Marjorie Taylor Greene and all kinds of other dipshits that I'm seeing on right wing and QAnon social media pissing and moaning about how we're sending all this money over to Ukraine when it could be used in America. We have a baby formula shortage and blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah. Do we actually have a baby formula shortage? Yep. Yeah, we do actually. Crisis. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep, it's a thing. It's the thing that's happening. Uh, I don't need to be. Because- so I haven't looked into that, and I, I know that there's. Uh, I don't know why I'm apologizing for about to go on a tangent or whatever. But this baby formula thing. Have you looked into it, Mike? Because uh, like I, I don't want to. I don't want to give up my liberal card or my wokeness card or whatever. But like I don't know anybody that can sit me down and tell me why a baby sh- a baby formula shortage is like an actual big deal. Once you have a baby, can't you just have them? Suckle at your teat? Isn't that the whole? Oh, isn't that were, the whole point? If we were bigger, we'd be getting a lot of emails. A lot of women need it. I mean, I, I like. I would like an email. Like, I would like somebody to hit to to like post on Twitter and just be like, "Hey, like, I'm sure that there are reasons for it. I just don't know them." Like, I was just like, when I heard baby formula shortage, I was like, "What the fuck?" I thought baby formula shortage was for like. A, I thought baby formula was like more of a convenience thing. A I, lot I, of women can't produce enough on their own, or it's very hard on their body. Uh, there's a number of reasons and it's actually saved like a lot of children's lives. Uh, But, and and that's, so that's why it's important is that there are quite a few people that actually need it and is um, like necessary for their children. Sure. Have we done the math to determine how many of those people are responsible for the shortage? (laughs) No, I can't say. Uh, Do do, do we have a study that shows that like every woman using formula needs that? I'm just like, can't, can't we just get the women that are just doing it for convenience to just be like, hey, maybe just like don't for a while? I don't know. <laughs> I heard about baby formula shortage and I was like, I have a bunch of questions about this and I just like can't ask anyone. Because there are some questions that like, as somebody trying to like learn how to do the right thing, you really have to pick your moment or your target when you ask someone to inform you about a thing. Because if you ask the wrong person, they will just yell at you for daring to ask. 
it is one of like the biggest problems claiming the modern liberal is that like if you're somebody because you know like i grew up with a bunch of wrong-headed opinions i was a fucking idiot up until the point i'd say like i was 30 like i you know like then i feel like i became like a pretty competent like dude but there's still a bunch of questions that i have that i'm just too afraid to ask and I can't even really Google it because, like, you know, luckily, culture has gotten to the point where, like, the Internet is now, like, also very touchy about the subject of just, like, hey, you shouldn't have to ask. Like, you shouldn't be asking that, man. Like, that's rude, bro. I'm just like, I just want to know. I just want to know how to be better. I just want to be educated. <laughs> Baby formula is one of the tamest ones. You know what I mean? Like, there are much larger issues that I am not going to. I'm not going to say which ones that I have a bunch of questions about that I would love to get answered by someone in the know. But I'm too afraid to ask because I don't want to get yelled at. I don't know. And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. That's you exactly know. what it's like. It's just like, which is why I'm just like, usually, it's just like, that's not my fight to fight. So I'm just staying out of it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. for the record, if you were affected by the baby formula shortage, that sucks, and I am sorry, and hopefully we can get that fixed for you, but that doesn't have to do shit with the $40 billion of Ukraine money. Uh, in yeah. fact, if you wanted to be yelling at anyone, people who are upset about uh, us trying to help Ukraine fight a war, you should probably be yelling at Elon Musk, right? I mean, if $40, if $40 billion moves the needle in Ukraine, then why not just have him donate that instead of buying Twitter? Just, hey, bud, you're the richest man in the world. Money can solve a lot of problems. Why don't, or maybe the U.S. government helps out Ukraine and Elon Musk is just like, hey, that was a cool thing to do. Instead of buying Twitter, I'm just going to give $40 billion to the United States for women's productive rights or homelessness or any number of things that $40 billion can be used for. <laughs> Yep, $40 billion for not having Chan bots have the right to say the N-word on Twitter and endless scroll, and I have to pay three bucks for the honor to see it. The, yeah. and, and that, just <laughs> any of that, any of that. All sounds good to me. Yeah. Or, or hey, get, get into the baby formula making game. Revolutionize yeah. baby formula the way you revolutionized the, like batteries. Yeah. Look into the history of uh, of Nestle and see how fucking evil they were. No, I oh, mean, God. like, they're, they're I don't think today. I mean, aside from like maybe Ben and Jerry's, I can't think of a company that like I'm not immediately when I think about them. I'm just like, yeah, they're probably evil. <laughs> yeah, they seem pretty evil. <laughs> I mean, like, well, like Ben and Jerry seems like pretty cool for a company, but like, all any anything that's making like hundreds of millions to billions of dollars of revenue a year is just like, I don't feel like you get there without being kind of evil. <laughs> pretty much, I, I think it's kind of a yeah, it's it's, a, it's just a part of doing business. It's the price of uh, the price of the job. Yeah, so, yeah, but you know, you just have to. You, that's one of the many many things in our day to day life that you just sort of have to ignore. Otherwise, it will drive you actually fucking mad. Because yeah. like, I I use an iPhone. If I think about any of the people responsible for how that works, where it came from, like who is coding for it, any of it, like it would, it would, it would drive me completely bananas. Like my mind would just disintegrate out of my head because it's just like, oh, then I guess I just can't use an iPhone. I, I guess I'll use an Android. Wait, that doesn't work either. I guess I'll just use no phone or no internet. I guess I'll just yeah. go live in the woods by myself. <laughs> if I think about Apple or anything, it's just like, ah, uh, yeah. Apple, Google. Yeah, it's all <laughs> terrible. It's just flavors of evil. That's the only, your only options. Capitalism. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the it's the best system. It's I mean it's what 100%. America's built on because no, no system is better than capitalism. <laughs> no system, yeah, no system is better than capitalism. Every American's doing fine. Yeah. Oh Lord of mercy. Okay, so yeah, so uh, the QAnon idiots are upset about the money going to help Ukraine. 
uh, fuck them, the, the idiots, not Ukraine. We 100% support Ukraine we and their self-defense. Ukraine. Yeah. Essentially, it concludes the Russia roundup. Oh, I guess we could touch on the fact that uh, Putin still not looking very good. Like, I mean, no. did not exactly cutting a very imposing shirtless horse riding figure when he was speaking during uh, Victory Day. So, 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 sort of looking puffy and, uh, you know, just sort of not well. So hard, hard to put your finger on exactly what it is like, but it seems like Putin might have uh, come down with something and is trying to keep it mum. Yeah, heavily medicated. We one way to describe him. Just like, I finally saw the the table gripping video like right after we recorded two weeks ago, and holy shit, that dude had a death grip on that table. <laughs> Just yeah, again, it's, it, it, it seems to be like Putin was in a lot of pain, and uh, the the sort of pain that comes from having something internally wrong with you. Uh, I know because I've experienced that pain, and it's the worst. And it would certainly make you grip grip a table, among other things. So. Um, <laughs> Whatever he has, I hope he doesn't recover from it because fuck him. He's a bad person. So bad things deserve to happen to him. It's a very bad person. <laughs> yes. It's a very safe <laughs> thing to I, say. Yep. And thank God we're in America so we can say it. So, yeah. Fuck yeah, that guy. I, I mean, I, I'm going to rush to Twitter right now and get to the fucking the digital public square and start talking about how much I hate Putin. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, do we want to do we want to seamlessly transition like real pros into our mailbag segment? Absolutely. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Can't wait for next week's mailbag segment where a bunch of people are going to be like, "L, you ignorant fuck!" <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I did. I really didn't mean to offend you." Uh, next week's next week's mailbag is just all uh, uh baby formula uh not even questions just statements just statements i mean hey, I, like i deserve them I'm, I'm certainly willing to take my lumps if people were offended by my <laughs> my, my my not understanding why suddenly we're out of baby formula <laughs> well, it, well, it's, according it's, to conspiracy uh, theorists it's all the the food production plants burning down oh it, oh, it's depopulation agenda, but according to like rea- reality, it's the fact that A, supply chain issues, and B, baby formula is really highly fucking regulated because putting shit in babies' bodies is really dangerous if it's not the right thing because they're babies. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, confidently befuddled, as says, uh, since many conspiracy theorists seem like they would only be happy if they were actually receiving persecution, what do you think would make some QAnon influencers happy besides receiving uh, more grift money? Um, I think the main thing that they want to believe is that they want to live in a world where they are perceived as persecuted, but also right. They want to be validated, but also like hated by the powers that be. Um, I can't, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, Donald I'm, I don't Trump know. arrested. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I like that because I, I'm not sure if Donald Trump dying would get there unless he was like, you know, taken out by Antifa or something, which seems incredibly unlikely because that's not what Antifa is about. Um, but if he was if like if somehow he did end up being arrested, I feel like that would be like the perfect sweet spot for them because it would prove how persecuted they are because he is their leader and he is arrested. But also it would still allow him to communicate with them like he could still give communiques from prison so it's like right. the, the the it's the best of both worlds like he gets a they, they get to feel persecuted but also their leader still gets to talk to them 
Yeah, exactly. Like, they want to be like a modern-day Copernicus, where they actually have the truth on their side, and one day they will it'll be borne out. Like, um, in some nebulous timeline, because they always have to keep pushing it back because no one's ever dying of the vaccine. Like, they basically want that moment to happen where, like, three years from now, everyone has their uh, clot or heart attack or AIDS or whatever bullshit thing they said the vaccine was going to give them. They want everyone to be suffering from it, being like, oh, God, you anti-vaxxers were right about everything and they can be like yep told you so told you we nailed it mm, fist bump like that, that's persecution and validation they were they were that's that's the uh, two ingredients that go into the reese's peanut butter cup of q of conspiracy theorist beliefs so yeah I two great tastes that go great together absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, the Nerdy Horror Fan asks a question for you all. I know the quote-unquote Q shit gives you content for your awesome podcast, but but are there some days where you just think, I've had enough of this crap and are const- they are constantly wrong about everything. Why won't they just stop it already? I know I have more than once. Oh, yeah, dude. Literally every day. like Literally every time we record this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> And I have the easiest job on the podcast because I do the least amount of research or whatever. And like I like, you know, sometimes it is a real chore to have to record this because it's like, oh, time to sit down and like can't avoid it. Have to engage with this for two hours. And it's not that I don't enjoy making content for you guys uh, because I do like making content is sweet. But this is not the content I, I'd like. This is not the content I would have chosen uh, if you would ask me, like you know, five years ago, it's like, hey, you're going to be doing a podcast. What's it going to be about? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't have been this shit. This is fucking horrible. This is awful. <laughs> like, yeah, like like, I, mu- like, yeah, like music, pop culture, anything like that, like entertainment of some kind. I mean, me and L could probably like do like a ninety minute podcast every week about the latest episode of Taskmaster or something like that. Anything like that, but. Instead, this is this is the uh, this is this is the card we drew. This is our lot in life, and so hey, I mean, but yeah, I totally understand where like that that mentality. To me, it's just this kind of disinformation and bullshit is so endemic in America and in right wing culture that even if like QAnon fell off the side of the earth tomorrow, it would still be there. Like this kind of shit isn't going away. Like uh, a guy shot up a guy shot up a pizza joint. Uh, because he thought there was a sex dungeon in it, and that predates Q. I mean, this shit has always been there. It's never going away. It's always going to be around. Yeah, and uh, I mean, for, for the record, like, I don't, uh, you know, like, I, I I do like doing the show in that I know that a lot of people who either have to engage with this because they know people, like, in their immediate family or friend group that are about this life, or, you know, or people that just want to become more informed, like, I I appreciate that we can be here to sort of cover it while trying to keep it, like, as light as possible, and, like, you know, making goofs and talking about other random pop culture shit to try to, like, you know, release some of the pressure. So, you know, I like, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back too hard, but I do like that, you know, that we fill a role, and that role is like an option for people to get some QAnon related news so they understand how dangerous and still present this thing is while also not just being like, okay, for the next 90 minutes, I have to be ready to be bummed out. Like it is time to just be purely bummed out for the next 90 minutes. And like, if you're listening to the actual content of the headlines and stuff that we're talking to, I expect you to be somewhat bummed out, but 
if any of the shit around that that we provide can uh can sort of make you laugh and you know like sort of take it with a with a grain of sugar so to speak then uh you know i'm i'm happy for that right <laughs> laughing so you don't cry basically i i like that i like to think that we some in some ways inform people but yeah there there are some days when we start and we have like particularly bad news uh it it feels like more of a chore um but i i don't know it's it's a a very like i like doing a podcast with my friends and i like uh informing people but uh yeah there there's some days where this is uh more of a chore than others when something particularly <laughs> awful has happened I'm just a sociopath. I live for this shit. I really do. I just, I, I just got into this. I mean, because coming out of it from the other side, having spent all those years as a JFK truth or a 9-11 truth or being like obsessed with that stuff on the wrong side of it, and then spinning around to the other side, this has just always been like the kind of world that I've liked engaging in. So I hear so many people talking about burnout and stuff like that. And I completely understand that. But then at the same, at the same time, I look at it, I'm like, I'm just broken. I'm just actually broken <laughs> inside. And when people are like, I don't know how you deal with this shit. I'm just like, I don't know how I don't not deal with this shit. Like, this is just how I go through my life. So for me, it's just like, yeah, I forget. I don't know who exactly who said the quote, but it was someone, someone said, like, you must imagine Sisyphus to be happy, just pushing that rock up the hill constantly. And it's like, that's me. I'm just like happy Sisyphus. It's just like, this is the kind of shit I enjoy doing. So I really don't mind it. So that's just how I take it. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Placeholder says, uh, it seems like the best response to Anons and Chuds calling anyone they dislike as a pedo or pedo apologist is, is just to say, I know you are, but what am I? Like an annoying elementary school kid. It's not like there's a good faith discussion happening. Thoughts? I think more just pointing out that there's so many people that have been convicted of like those kinds of crimes in the Republican Party. Like Denny Hassert, who was the Speaker of the House, convicted pederast. I mean... The Republican Party is like a cesspool for this place. So like anyone who wants to claim that like they're the ones that are going to quote unquote save the kids is obviously lying. I mean, uh, this is not a uh, this uh, pedophilia and like uh, crimes against children is not a partisan issue. Like there are awful people on both sides, but there are a lot of Republicans on the on this that have done this stuff. So anyone who tries to make it about that. They're lying. It's a bad faith argument, as as the questioner said, and you should just roll your eyes at them because they're not they're not doing this. Uh, Save the children, protect the kids. They're not doing it out of a out of a uh, actual place of empathy and an actual desire. They're doing it to demonize their enemies. That's the whole point of the process. That's why they say it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've made a bunch of jokes on the podcast of this effect before, but g- genuinely, like. Again, like Mike said, there are bad people like engaging in that activity on both sides, obviously. Like whatever whatever causes that to be a thing that people want to do, it is not a partisan issue. That being said, only one side has really made it like or has like splinter groups that have made it like a core tenant of their existence. Like Q- QAnon sort of like built on the back of like we're protecting the kids from like bad actors that are trying to do them harm. And then you see a bunch of those same people getting arrested for doing the children harm. 
And after seeing that, like, you know, so many times, how am I not supposed to jump to the conclusion that they're all just protesting too much? It's like, hey, <laughs> like you guys, you guys are talking about this a lot and a lot of you are getting put behind bars for engaging in activities related to this. So like what sort of projection is going on here? Like how many of you secretly are trying to defend children because you yourself are attracted to children? Like whatever it is, seek help. Like, because you know, it, it just, it like, it's sort of funny to just be like, Oh, here we go. QAnon again. Like the people that want to protect the children, another QAnon guy getting arrested for child pornography. And it's like, it's only funny because of the quote unquote irony of it. Everything else about the situation is fucking dreadful. And it's just like, I would much rather not have the irony and not have the child abuse. Uh, but that's not what QAnon is giving me. QAnon is just here to serve up an endless helping of irony, which is just like talking one side out of the mouth of like how much they hate the idea of children being trafficked while speaking out of the other side of their mouth about like, hey, you know where I can pick up some kids? Like, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of the like uh, the things that mo- like, one of the things that makes me angriest about QAnon is they love uh, posting uh, vid- they love posting photos of uh, injured children and then claiming their enemies did that, and then you being an idiot in this case me uh, do research so you actually have to look at these horrible images and then you find out what actually happened, and it's just um, it's nothing like what they said. There's just like. Uh, Panda eyes is one of these uh, things they like to talk about where uh, this was when that terrible vice documentary where they didn't even like explain it. So they let you, the idiot, Google it and then maybe get yourself billed. But like they're like Panda eyes is a sign of like child abuse. And if you actually look at the photo that these people always post about it, uh, the child actually had a brain tumor. It was actually just brain cancer. It was not abuse. And it is... It's just like so it, it's intentional misinformation put out there along with a terminally ill child. It's just like how how twisted do you have to be to do this? Like how, what broke in your head to make you go down that path? I just that's that's like that's where that's where even I, happy Sisyphus, I'm just like, God damn it. Do you have do you have a conscience? Do you have any decency left in you? Because it doesn't seem like it. It really doesn't. I mean, you're using a sick you're using a sick kid to claim that Nancy Pelosi eats babies. Like, what's wrong with you? So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, ultra happy question there. Um, so, yes. Um, yeah, the, 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 the mailbag this week. Not exactly keeping it light. <laughs> Uh, Reverend Xenofact says, uh, so uh, the only Republican plan for the economy is Rich Scott's plan to raise taxes and destroy Social Security. Do Q-types ever discuss Republican financial policy and its dismal effects? It seems they're waiting for flying saucers to bring them the Nasira money from Jesus. That's basically it. I mean, like, they believe that we're going to, like, audit the Fed and find all this hidden money that's been stolen by the deep state and then give it back to people. Or we're going to comp- we're going to confiscate all the Rothschild wealth and just distribute his stimulus checks to everybody. Or we're going to go on the gold standard and suddenly that's going to just make everything all right. Their understanding of financial policy is woo-woo of the highest order. They never talk about those things. It's all culture war all the time. Like, like their financial policy stuff is whining about $40 billion going to Ukraine. That's a, that's their idea. Like, 
foreign aid is like the dumbest thing that these people always get mad about. And when you look at America's foreign aid, it's like a rounding error. It's like 0.3% of the national budget. Our, our, our national budget is like, like $5 trillion a year. Our, our military's get, never been audited. Like, Oh God, no, not, oh, not once. Fuck, no, never, not once. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, was, because uh, uh, you, you, you don't want, you don't want, uh, you don't want the people finding out exactly how much we're paying per screw for a jet or whatever. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I mean, that, that is the joke, but this is like, yeah, our, our foreign aid is fucking whatever. There's so many like bigger fish to fry in terms of like how America spends its money. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, Harry I mean, Truman Republicans a, yeah. are simultaneously uh, the, the the people who uh, they want to support the police, they want to back the blue, but they also hate taxes. Yes. So in yeah. theory, the your, your perfect Republican utopia includes, and they and they hate the federal government. So uh, you know what they want is like local city or state level at best private police forces that will only assist you if you're paying into that system because they also love capitalism. So yeah. your Republican utopia is, Hey, like I have opted in to pay for the uh, silver package for the local police force, which means that anything felony and above will get investigated. But if somebody just vandalizes my house, I have no recourse. I just have to clean it up because I don't have the money to pay for the premium star package, which also includes a, a certain list of a la carte options I can choose from the misdemeanors to determine which what the police will come investigate. They're just like, we love cops. And it's like, OK, taxes pay for cop salaries. And they're like, but we hate taxes. Taxes bad. And it's just like, well, who do you want to be paying for? Like, like, what's the deal? They, they, they want it to work exactly like our health insurance does. Where you have to go and like you have to go on a website and you have to determine which things you are willing to concede aren't that important to you when it comes to your health so that you can afford the money in the like case that you have something important go down. So it's just like, oh, well, I mean, oh, man, hopefully I only get like one, you know, hopefully I don't break more than one bone this year. Like, otherwise, that would really suck. <laughs> that that would be not <laughs> ideal. Oh, man, yeah. like, yeah, ho- 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 hopefully somebody only makes an attempt on my life once or twice this year, because if the third time happens, I don't have the money to pay for the cops to come get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other thing is they love cops. So they won't pay taxes for them. And also they need to stockpile as many guns as, as humanly possible for when the day comes when the glorious revolution happens in America and they're going to have to use those guns to kill people enforcing the law, which means they're going to have to kill the cops and troops they claim they support so much. Like there's just a day that's going to come. Like they, gonna... Yeah, it's called January 6th. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, we went from fucking back the blue to a cab real fucking quick on January sixth. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. yeah let's they, just say. Let's just say that Republican uh, Republican financial policies are not the best, and, and <laughs> like, co- confusing at best, it is actively bad at worst. Uh, which means that. The next time somebody tells you that they're just like, I'm socially liberal, but financially conservative, you laugh in their face. You just you just you look at them square. You make hard eye contact with them and then you laugh right at their face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
so uh, big bald, uh, big bad bald bastard asks, uh, how pleased would you be if angry cucumber started brigading Alex Jones after his recent anti Q rant? Do you think they will barbecue his ass? That's an Alex Jones reference, BT dubs. Um, QAnon and Alex Jones have quote unquote hated each other for a very long time. It's uh, very kayfabe. Um, I don't think that um, they actually care enough to fight with each other. They generally, because uh, um, a bunch of backstage bullshit happened between QAnon promoters and uh, Alex Jones promoters uh, involving Jerome Corsi trying to bridge the gap between the two sides and trying to get his fingers in the pies of QAnon. And then Q just came out and was like, Al-, he was like, Jerome Corsi sucks. And Alex Jones is Mossad funded disinformation. And that was when Alex got on his whole, I hate Q bullshit, even though, again, you like literally if if we played a game called who said it Q or Alex Jones you'd be batting 50-50 like you'd have no way to determine the difference i i do think to to flash all the way back uh and they they said it on knowledge fight as well i do think some of qanon was inspired by alex jones there there's no way to get around being in conspiracy and not be infected by his bullshit so i think some of it i i think like some of his DNA is in there. I, I don't think he's wrong in that aspect. Oh God, no! Oh, but let's again, get like... Nick Fuentes in here. He'll he'll blacklight it and see how much of his DNA is around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but I mean, it, 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 they're all just cribbing from the protocols of the Elders of Zion. So it's oh, just yeah. like it's it, it's just the, the house was already built. It's just a coat of paint you're putting over the top of it. That's really all they're doing. Um, so, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, the last question from the mailbag that we have here, uh, is, uh, Anadora Shran, uh, was talking about Elon buying Twitter and he says theories on how he'd spin it. If a lot of normies left, so many people would have no idea why Twitter is so weird all of a sudden and just bounce. Then this place would turn into an upside down gab with good evil and a bunch of people tweeting through it. Like nothing changed. I don't know that it would quote unquote, people would quote unquote tweet through it. it. It all depends on how just absolutely toxic it became. Cause a lot of like what Twitter is for is apolitical. I mean, a lot of people are on Twitter for like sports ball free agency and is, is my team going to get the big free agent and that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, having idiots like spamming and infecting that stuff, like, those reporters will just go to a different platform. They'll just go somewhere else where they don't have themselves and their audience harassed by weird shitheads. So I think that like, that's going to be kind of the uh, dynamic is like, how do the apolitical people handle Twitter becoming a gab like cesspool? And if they stay, then maybe Twitter will remain somewhat relevant. If they leave, then, then it's over. Then like the whole thing's done. You just look at what happened to Tumblr when they banned porn. They lost over half their user base, user base, and seventy percent of the value that it was bought. Uh, they paid for it. So, I mean, like a lot of people, that's not going to happen with Twitter. But it, it's gonna. If Elon actually buys it, it's gonna cost him a lot of money in terms of the like. Crypto's already tanked. Tesla stock's tanking. You're going to lose a ton of the user base. It's just not a good thing for him to do. Yeah, I mean, like, and also, if if you have, if you're on Twitter and you have, like, 12 followers and you just use it to post, like, a Minions meme every now and again for your family to look at, 
you don't really care who's behind the wheel, but you might start to care the first time somebody jumps on one of your posts and just like, you know, post like some unmoderated spam for boner pills or for a porn website or, uses or just the get in word. Yeah. Just gets in there and uses a racial slur, or like a homophobic slur or just, you know, like if it becomes the wild West, which seems like is what Elon wants it to be uh, like, you know, it's a, a, a huge percentage of people are going to leave just immediately for fear of what it's going to become. Uh, uh, and then as soon as there's no moderation in in terms of like what people can like say in your comment section, like every journalist is going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. So you just have like, like, you know, even if it's like only 20% of the user base total decides to boot out. Uh, well, if you buy something for $40 billion and then 20% of the people leave, like d- just monetarily, does it, you just, you just lost like billions of dollars. Yeah. In theory. You, said, you said millions there a second ago and I wasn't going to stop you, but oh, did I say millions? I yeah. Spoke. I know. But thanks, for, but thanks for calling me out. I'll, I'll, I'll file that one, that one away for the next time you misspeak on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, this changes the math quite a bit from millions to billions, and it's yeah, hard yeah. to conceive. So if you sp- if you spend forty four trillion dollars on Twitter, <laughs> a gazillion. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, just like mathematically, you know, like you know, like twenty five people, twenty five percent of people have left Twitter after I bought it, and I bought it for forty million dollars, forty billion dollars. So now. I guess like $10 billion just walked out the door or whatever. Like, cause the only reason Twitter is worth what they say it's worth is because of its reach. So if you start hemorrhaging users, all of a sudden the thing you bought is becoming more worthless by the day, just so the people who are willing to stick around can say the N word or whatever. It's fucking also, nonsense. Like Twitter has had to get involved with a lot of countries bullshit, like in China and everything. Uh, and I don't think Elon wants that heat. I just, I just don't, there's no way, like, this got way further than he meant it to. There's no way he thought, thought this through. Like, right. it like, is just he, such a terrible fucking idea for him. Yeah, he he wanted to buy Twitter for the cachet of it. He didn't want to buy it for quote-unquote free speech or any yeah. idealistic principle. He wanted to be Elon Musk, the dude that owns Twitter. Twitter. I own like the social media platform of that's the the digital like uh, town square. That's what that Elon. I own that place. Like he wanted to like just be this big swinging dick who ran this place. He has no actual plan to monetize it. He has no actual plan to make it better. He just wanted to be this alpha male who the, gets to be a big part of the public conversation. And now the more and more this gets shitty for him, the more it's like, well, maybe maybe a bit off more than you could chew, buddy. Maybe that's what happened here. What a fool. If he wanted, if he wanted to make himself an alpha male, he would just stop putting children into Grimes. <laughs> exactly. Got to retain, retain that I seed, mean- my dude. I think that's what happened anyway. Aren't they broken up? But she, had another uh, well, just, kid. she has another yeah. kid inside of her from him. So, I mean, you, you yeah. certainly don't have to be together to have a child. But at one point yeah. they were together, like very together. Like yeah. one of them was inside the other one. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless Elon Musk has unless, invented some sort of... Yeah, <laughs> you beat me sex. to it. God damn it. I was like, oh, it's his latest invention that we don't need. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's like that, 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 that. That's why Republicans love him so much. He's figured out a way to put a baby in a woman without sex, so that, yeah. that way they can they they can they can just tan their balls 
and retain their cum and make sure that they are just the uber alpha masculine man that wants nothing to do with sex with women. Elon, Elon just goes to this press conference and is like, I've, I've reinvented conception. And we're like, bro, it's called sex. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty awesome. We're, we're good. We're good with the baseline form of conception. We're, it's yeah, been, it, we've it been... feels great, and it's free if you're doing it right. So <laughs> I, yeah. I invented a tunnel that travels under the city that all the cars can line up in and go. And it's like, yeah, it's called a subway. We, we had those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh let's just say that you know for the for all the all the couple of good ideas that Elon has executed on the rest of his stuff has been sort of spotty. We're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean, you know, or maybe maybe I'm wrong and uh and maybe Elon is great. I've never met the guy. But yeah. uh based on all the stuff he does in his public life that gets out there, you know, he seems sort of like a shit heel. So yeah. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah, so uh, that brings us to the question of numerous. Uh, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to playing some more Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate. It finally came out. I've talked about it before. I finally actually got to play it because uh, it came out while people were in town, so I didn't get to play it much. You know, shucky darn. But I finally got to play it, and it is indeed very much like XCOM. You have a base that you manage, i.e. your... Uh, the Baleful Edict, your ship, and uh, you get to fight uh, Chaos Space Marines that are sworn to the Plague God Nurgle, and you get to find armor and shit. It's it's everything I wanted it to be, so. Well, that's good. <laughs> so, ellipsis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I have a, I have a new D and D campaign starting tomorrow evening. I believe that uh, my friends and I are doing online. Uh, so that's pretty neato. Uh, and also I get to, uh, spend this evening with, uh, my partner who I haven't seen since I went on vacation. So it's been slightly over a week, uh, which is also great. She has been, uh, telling me that she misses me tremendously and, uh, the feeling is mutual. So it'll be nice to get to see her. After like eight or nine days of not doing that, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I have far less meaningful stuff in my life, and that's mostly uh, basketball and Taskmaster. Now that the uh, Boston Bruins appear to be heading on their way out of ye old hockey playoffs, uh, it is up to the uh, Boston Celtics to carry the banner for uh, Boston sports uh, supremacy and the ego that 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 we Boston sports fans have over our sports ball teams. Because uh, boy, howdy, the Red Sox. No bueno. Uh, they are they are beyond rough this season. I believe that Sarge's vaunted Royals are even looking down their noses at what uh, is left of, of the smoldering crater that is the Red Sox rough. season. I, yeah, it's real bad. It's, we're, it's we're impressively back, bad. We're back to where I'm excited if the Royals finish over 500. Oh, 500. 500. That's a that's a that we've long past sailed past the dream of 500 for the Red Sox season. Holy shit. So, yeah. So, yeah. Sports and Taskmaster, as usual, for uh, for old Mike Reigns. That's my life. Well, sounds like uh, sounds like some good shit. And, uh, you know, th- thankfully, if if baseball is is the way I recognize it, you can you can use 500 as a metric for being halfway good or bad during the season because they play a thousand games. Yes. And each one somehow takes nine hours. I don't know how they find the time to do it. Um, Sometimes they sucks. play two in a night. <laughs> uh, yeah, God, can, you ima- can you imagine being somebody who's just like, yeah, I want to go sit through this doubleheader of baseball? 
I have literally nothing going on in my life. I'm going to pay for a ticket and just sit in there in this seat and just age. I'm just going to age for a while 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 baseball is in theory played around me. Yup. <laughs> no, is not you. a baseball fan. L thinks baseball nope. is horrible. Yeah. And like my my first concession will be getting it down to five innings. And then from there we will whittle it down to three innings. And then from there we will whittle it down to just being NFL. How what are are that baseball board game you and me played? It was only like six innings, right? And there were robots and cyborgs. Oh, baseball highlights twenty thirty nine or whatever it was. I haven't uh, I haven't thought of the number in a while, but yeah. yeah. Whatever it was, it's certainly not nine innings because uh, e- even in board game four, nine is too many fucking innings. So, uh, yeah, time for baseball to get with the times because it turns out we've invented other ways to entertain ourselves. Uh, speaking of ways to entertain ourselves, it's time for us to wrap up this podcast that has hopefully been entertaining you, our beautiful baby listeners. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting us despite uh, our general jackassery and uh, our hot takes on baby four. <laughs> um, if you would like to support the show, the easiest way to do so is to tell a friend. Uh, it turns out that it's just free to tell somebody, hey, I know a podcast where three dickheads talk about QAnon and sometimes Turbo Teen. You should listen to it. Uh, so if you could do that or give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts uh, provided from, that would be great for the good old algorithm to to have the our internet overlords let us know that we are doing a good job. Uh, if you have some money and you'd like to support us, you can do so by visiting us at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where you can get uh, 40 or more, probably closer to 50 or more hours of uh, bonus content. If you were a uh, Patreon subscriber at the $5 and above tier, uh, that includes upcoming series like whatever we call our 2000 Mules series, as well as our wrapped up series such as Cabalin and What We Do Out of Shadows. Uh, big shout out to this week's beautiful baby, Bill Q for uh their uh support of the show thank you so much bill q we appreciate your help if you have money and you don't want to give it to us because we are a pack of dickheads as i mentioned earlier you can do so uh you can do so you can help out by donating that money to love146.org uh they're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation sounds pretty good to us always has or uh because of the horrible world that we live in you can take that money and donate it to whatever pro ukraine charity you would like to support thanks to dj minimal effort for a use of our intro song uh he's still too cool for social media so can't shout him out any more than just doing it for my soul on the podcast every week uh if you do like social media though you can visit our buddy frosty on it uh you can find frosty on twitter at frosty vo he's the gentleman that provides all of our voice acting work such as our bumps and our content warning and the voice of q when we need it and all that happy stuff uh, technically, Sarge and I still have a spin-off podcast called Bingeworthy, where we talk about pop culture nonsense. Although, because of our weird uh, scheduling, we had a exactly, hiatus. Yeah, we've been on a sort of a forced hiatus because we've just been too busy to get it in the can. Uh, it will come back in some form at some point. If you would like to be around when that happens, you can find us on Bingeworthy, uh, wherever you get podcasts, or Twitter at Bingeworthy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-T-Y. Also, if you'd like to engage with all three of us, on the social media. I know a lot of you visit Mr. Poker Politics, Mike Rains, because he's a cool guy who's got his finger on the pulse of Q. If you'd like to follow the rest of us, you can find our individual Twitters, or better than that, you can just follow the podcast Twitter, and you can find that on Twitter at Hellworld, H-E-L-L-W-Q-R-L-D. So for another successful episode of the Avengers of Hellworld podcast, I have been your host, Hellworld L, joined by my also host, Hellworld Sarge, and arguably the most important host of them all, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots!